0: Welcome back to episode 45 of the Ancient World podcast. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the last part of the Inferno. We're going to finish up the first book of the trilogy of Dante, uh, when he's in the inner circle of heaven and in the ninth, ninth circle, uh, which is where he will meet Lucifer. So we've been through a long journey now from the beginning of the book when he wakes up in a dark forest, And he is lost. He tries to climb up the mountain towards the the light. He's blocked by three animals. And then he goes down again. He meets Virgil, who says that they have to go on a long journey through the whole of Inferno first. To learn about the sins and to introduce the whole moral uh, structure or universe that they they believed in at the time. Uh, So he gets the, the education that he needs to move towards the final, like this shining uh, top of the hill that he sees in the beginning. So from the last episode, it, it ends when um, one big titan from the Greek mythology picks them up and lifts them down into the well and to the, the lake of ice. So when you get to the, the lower part there, uh, at the beginnings, people are frozen in ice, some to their waist, some to their chest, some are completely frozen under under the ice, and then very quickly, you get to the highlight of the book, or like for this journey with meeting Lucifer. so the thirty fourth canto poem starts right at the the first glimpse that he gets of Satan in the center. And the description is this. A far-off windmill, turning its huge sails when a thick fog begins to settle in, or when the light of day begins to fade. This is what I thought I saw was appearing. And the gusts of wind it stirred me made me shrink back. Behind my guide, my only means of cover. So he describes this because Satan has six wings. So he describes it as a big windmill. And then he understands more what he's seeing. And he hides then behind Virgil. And then as they come closer, they understand the size of it. With the description, the king of the vast kingdom of all grief stuck out with half his chest above the ice My height is closer to the height of giants than theirs is to the length of his great arms. Consider now how large all of him was, this body in proportion to his arms. So he's just making the comparison from from the well of of, uh, Titans, the giants, that the small pilgrim compared to the giants is like the giants compared to a part of of his arm. And then he continues. Oh, how amazed I was when I looked up and saw a head. One head wearing three faces. One was in front, and that was bright red. The other two attached themselves to this one, just above the middle of each shoulder, and at the crown of of all three were joined in one. So he now gets a full view of Satan in the center. He has wings, and then he has a head with three faces. And then you get more description here that each of these faces are eating a person as a punishment for their sins. And those three are the big traitors in, uh, that they were considered at the time. So it's Judas from the Bible. And then you have Brutus and Cassius who assassined Caesar. So that's kind of the, the traitors to, to, to the heavens or to the divine. And then the traders to the emperor, so there's a, a bit of politics in in, in that description. But uh, this was something that was a big theme for Dante in in much of his writings. So the sins of of the inner part is about betrayal, and uh, it's driven by envy and pride. So those are the two of the last uh, deadly sins. In the Catholic faith, with envy and pride, and that's in the inner part of hell. So, when the scene is and and they the, um, and all the surroundings and the, the whole atmosphere is, is described, they want to. They've had enough, so they want to get out of inferno and out into in, <laughs> into the free air again. So, what Virgil says that we're now going to escape and we're going to. Climb. There's a little um, opening between Lucifer and, and the ice. So they climb up on Lucifer and then down his back and then into this little gap to, to get further. We can get away and out of there. And then there's a funny point there where um, everything you read suddenly changes the perspective because uh, they, they are in the center of, of the planet. So when they're climbing down... Dante in The Pilgrim is then turning up to just get a last glimpse of the, the chest and the head of Lucifer. But when he turns around and looks up, he sees the legs of Lucifer. So this is what he says. I raised my eyes, expecting I would see the half of Lucifer I saw before. Instead, I saw his two legs stretching upward. If at that sight I find myself confused... So will those simple-minded folk who still don't see what point it was I must have passed. So what he's referring to here is that they've gone through the center. Maybe you got the point already. <laughs> you go through the center and then the whole world turns upside down. So they are on the way up again, and therefore when they turn around, you see the you see the legs because it's flipped, and then. Once they understand it, they have more motivation and they, they keep climbing. And what they're climbing through now, up towards the surface of the, of the earth, is the tunnel that was kind of drilled down into the planet when Lucifer was up in the heavens as the angel. and then because of pride, Lucifer falls down, and that's how he became how he became Lucifer Satan. but he falls down and then hits the surface of the planet and then just drills down into the center and gets stuck there. So now Dante and Virgil are climbing up through this little channel or through the, uh, this this opening that they get up there. And then there is uh, this, this uh, such a beauty in the last part here, because you go down to Inferno and then, and then you're in this dark, claustrophobic place for hundreds of pages, and it's very dark and, and kind of narrowing in on you more and more and more. And then suddenly the last four sentences kind of opens up the whole thing. Just f- four small <laughs> lines in the poem here. So this ends the, the Inferno. We climbed he first and I behind until. Through a small round opening ahead of us, I saw the lovely things the heavens hold. And we came out to see once more the stars. And that ends the book. And each of the three books end with the word stars. So there's a, the number three is very important in like the symbolism of the time and also as a theme of the book. And for the Trinity. So each book ends with stars. And it, it keeps reminding you that you lift your eyes like the size up to the heavens and you see the stars and the light. So um, there's also, which we will discover in the next book, when, so when Lucifer is falling down from the skies and hits the surface of the earth, there's a big, uh, the rocks are just flying up because it crashes. And the rocks are burst up from the surface. And then make Mount Purgatory, which is the whole topic of the second book. But at this point, they just reach the surface and then they see the stars. And I just want to repeat very briefly like the main structure now of the first book and the journey we've been through, through these episodes. You have three main parts of the SINs. So the first one is the lack of the like the sense of incontinence, which is the sins of the wolf. And this again reflects the three animals in the beginning, the three beasts. So the sins of the wolves is incontinence, a lack of self-restraint, and you become a slave to your desires. And those five in the story is lust, gluttony, avarice, sloth, and wrath. And then the second part. Is the sins of violence. It's called the sins of the lion. So those are the sins against other people and against yourself. Among others, you have the Florentine person who is committing suicide. You have the forest of suicides there as well. And then the inner part is the sins of the leopard, which is the worst, and that is envy and pride. And they're also on the top of the way the Catholic Church is... is, uh, the, the sequence of kind of from the least to the worst sins you can commit. And then Lucifer is then like the embodiment of pride, also. So, um, those three parts are also very connected to Aristotle's, so that, that's the Greek philosophy part from the ethics. And then, in general, just to, some more reflections on the whole work you can read it as a story or you can read it as moral philosophy where you can read it just as input for thinking. like they uh, It's a way of sorting out some of the things you can experience in your life or see in the world, and then having some kind of system to evaluate types of sins, for example, and just a way of thinking about right and wrong. And in some sense, the book is making the argument that there is something that is right and wrong and tries to present this. So... It's um, For some, this is a, a big opener in itself. Just to, to understand the thinking in the 1300s and before that as well. So um, we're going to end this episode here. Um, so hope you've enjoyed some of, of this episode and the whole journey through the whole Inferno. And that some of it is inspiring, there are a lot more details here you can read and delve into like Each poem is full of, of beautiful poetry and deep wisdom. So it's, it's a study for years if you really want to go into the deep of it. So uh, we're going to wrap it there. And then um, again, thank you so much for listening. And um, hope you have a great day.